This is our third shear of the Maimir. The Maimir, like I said, I wanted to learn this. And I did. It's, it, this has taken us five days because it's a Hemshech of two Maimarim. And the Rebbe said, in conjunction with the first Pesach, after the Kabbalah Sanasiyas, Tov Shin Yud Aleph 1951, and uh, the Nekud of the two Maimorim are the idea of Mashiach also La Sova Tzadikaya Yufta. That Mashiach comes to make Tzadik and do Tshuva. That's the Nekud of these Maimorim. And we, like I said, we had already four classes on this Sugya. The beginning of the conversation is what the Rebbe calls Muhuseh Shal Mashiach. What is the Inyan of Mashiach? And the Inyan of Mashiach is a Reach which means smell, odor, that Mashiach has made Achvedoy. Mashiach Tzikenu smells, and on the basis of his smelling, he makes a judgment. Made Achvedoy, and he smells and he judges. This is the name for Mashiach. So the Rabbi interpreted that this means Yechidah, Etzim. And on this basis, we went into Inyane Pulase Shal Mashiach. And what is Pulase Shal Mashiach? Pulase Shal Mashiach is that he makes Sadiqim do Tshuva. Mashiach also... And he explained what this means. And if, again, if you were on this ride with us, there are three levels of tshuva. There's a level of tshuva of the benyani and the bal tshuva. There's a level of tshuva of a regular tzaddik, which is by revealing the etzem, which could show that in the madrega of etzem there's ra, and there's the madrega of tshuva of the tzaddik like Meisha Rabbeinu, that even in his etzem there's no ra. So what's the idea of tshuva? But Meisha Rabbeinu, the goof. The recognition that the guf is cheshech. And that Mashiach's Indian is to reveal the etzem, not only the etzem of the neshama, but also the etzem of the guf. And we learned something really, really novel. Really novel. That the Rebbe said that there's two levels in the Indian of etzem and neshama. The lower level, the lower level of the Indian of etzem and neshama is ayid nishtervil. Then obgiris and forget lechkait, a Jew neither wishes to nor is capable of becoming separated from the Eibishit, that's the lower Madrega of Yetzim. And the higher Madrega is Ra'umar Azov Chasavaya Lekech. That it's not I can't become separate from the Eibishit. That there's a bitterness that comes from distance. What's the difference between the second expression and the first expression? In the first expression, you know the Eibishit. And you don't want to become separated from the Eibishit. Like it says in Tanya chapter 13, You can do all kinds of things. You can cross all kinds of lines. As long as you can tell yourself, I'm still a good Jew, it's good. But at the moment, you can no longer tell yourself, I'm still a good Jew, you can't cross that line. You don't even know about the Ebishter. You don't even know what you're going away from. You just know it's bitter. And the Rebbe says, this madreg of Ra'umar, is even a deeper level than a Jew's not being able to be cut off from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Rebbe says, this second level is so deep that it gets to the very essence, not only of the neshama, but of the guf. And because of the guf, even Moshe can have a knee in Atshuva, because the guf, even of the biggest tzaddikim, like I told you the story with, the, with Moshe Rabbeinu himself, Take. I told you the story on Tuesday, that the Mizitya Maggid had a challah, in which he saw that Moshe Rabbeinu was a malamit, and he was teaching the children the Chumash, where the Abish, the promises of Ram Avinu, was son of Ram Avinu laughs. And Meishe Rabbeinu explained to the Talmud that Meishe Rabbeinu laughed because he didn't believe the Yebishter, which is different than Rashi. So one of the children says, Meishe Rabbeinu, Rebbe Meishe, how could Avraham Avinu not believe the Yebishter? 
And he answered him because make sure Avram Avinu was in a body, in a goof, in a afilu goof kodesh bosaru. Even a holy body is flesh. Implying that even a goof like Avram Avinu and like Meshar Abenu, there's a union of Choshech Lagabe the goof, and therefore this should. This is a very brief summary of what we have learned. What remains for us to learn is the Aschol and the Seal, the beginning and the end of the Maimed. The beginning and the end of the Maimed is Machachedish. Uh, and uh, I honestly contemplated not bothering with it. But there's some very wonderful points here in this. So therefore, I decided that we're going to learn it. Now, I love to say this. I get such pleasure from saying it, so I'll say it again. <laughs> we have been learning my modern for six years. And we've learned all the my modern of the Rebbe from the last years. Memches, Memzayin, Mavav, Memheim, Memdalet. And we're about to finish Mem Gimel. And in those six years alone, we must have had a half a dozen Machachedish, maybe more. It's one of the Rebbe's favorite Dibra Maschals. Machachedish can happen a few times a year, any time. Rashchedish is Sunday, so Shabbos you read Machachedish. If Shabbos is Rashchedish, you read Hashemayim Kisi. And if Sunday is Rashchedish, you read Machachedish. Now, as you'll see inside this Maimir, Machachedish is a very, very, very unique Haftarah. You know why? Because the rule of Allah is that Haftarah is Ke'ena Pasha. Let's see it inside. I'll show it to you inside. Ubiyesar Ene Muva, page Samahe, six lines into the Maimir. Shaharei Hadinhu, you see it? Shaharei Hadinhu. The Allah is, Shaftarah Tarachliyes Me'ena Pasha Shakedin Betev. That the Haftarah has to be similar to the Kriya Satarah from the Sefer Tarah, from the Chumash which you read before it. You don't read the Haftarah based on the Pasha as a whole. The conclusion of the Pasha. For example, when Chanukah is Reish Chedesh, what happens? You take out three Sifrei Tera. The first Sifrei Tera, you're going to read the Pasha Shavua, which is the Stam of Ayesha, who makes Yeah. The second Sifrei Tera, you're going to read Reish Chedesh. The third Sefer you're going to read Chanukah. Why? Because of the principle of Tadir, Eshe'enei Tadir, Tadir Kedem. Whatever is more frequent comes first. Shabbos is every week, Reshchedesh is every month, Chanukah is once a year, so first is the regular Shabbos, then is Reshchedesh, and then is Chanukah. So what is the Haftarah? says the Rebbe, Ma'aftirin Roni V'Simchi, you read the Haftarah of Chanukah, Taka, you're taking out three Sifri Tera, but the Haftarah reflects the last of the Sifri Tera. Every single Haftarah follows a Kriya. Every one. Every time you read a Haftarah, it's like the last Kriya that you read. With one exception. If today Shabbos is Resh Chedesh, so you read over Yema Shabbos, you read the Rosh Chachechem, so you stay Hashemayim Kisim. But if Sunday is Rosh Chedesh, there's no Kriyas HaTeda for Mocha Chedesh. There's no Chumash that you read because Sunday is Rosh Chedesh. But there is a half Teda. Lama Maftirim Echol Shabbos Ere Rosh Chedesh. When Shabbos is the day before Rosh Chedesh. You read the half Teda, the Mocha Chedesh, the Teda, that tomorrow will be Rosh Chedesh. She'ein Ladim Yenim Kriyas HaPasha. There's no Chumash for Mocha Chedesh. Sharim Maftirim Echol Shabbos Ere Rosh Chedesh Be'ezeh Pasha Shatiyya. There is no Kriyas Hatayda for tomorrow's Rish Chedesh. There is a Kriyas Hatayda for every Haftayda. And there's a relationship between the Kriyas Hatayda and the Haftayda with the lone exception of Machar Chedesh. And the Rebbe's cash is why? 
In other words, what exactly is Machachedish? Why would, first of all, there's two kashas. First of all, why would there be a haftera that you read that doesn't have a pasha chumash against it? And why is it so important that you read the haftera, notwithstanding that there's nothing in the chumash to represent it? So the Rebbe says, Elamai, Val Kokoch Tzodach Leiman. That itself is a proof. That when you're going to read a haftera, which is Shalayim Ein Hafteda, there's nothing in the Chumash that parallels it. And nevertheless, you're going to read it. it says the Rebbe, and I circled these words. He betake of Kol Kach. This connection is so strong. pushes away. It pushes away the halacha that says that you're supposed to read from the Teda and from the half Teda a very similar idea. And the Rebbe's question is, why is it that there's one Naftayda in the entire Mini Yisrael, in all communities, Fadim and Ashkenaz, that you read, it doesn't have a Pasha against it. Now, we, like I said, and the Rebbe loves this one, the Rebbe is so into Mokach If you have Shabbos and Ashkenaz together, the Rebbe would frequently say Mokach So I've told you over the years my own thought about it. The reason is because what does Mokach mean? Mokach means that there's no moon at all. Tomorrow is going to be a moon. Right? It's the day of Erev Rish No moon at all represents the greatest darkness. Now, the Rebbe has a Sikha, which the Rebbe spoke, Takya Benegir, to women. Bishalach Tafshin Nun Beis. In conjunction with Dveira. Tafshin Dveira. Where the Rebbe says the difference between the Kriyasatayra and the Haftayra, between the Chumash and the Novi, is the difference between Geula and Golos. The Kriyasatayra has to do with Geula. And the Haftayda has to do with Gauls. That's what the Rebbe explained that in Pashat Bishalach you read Oz Yoshir, which is about Yidin going out of Mitzrayim. And the Haftayda is Shir of the Veda, the song of the Veda. The Rebbe explained it. The idea that tomorrow is Resh Chedesh is not in the Chumash. Because tomorrow the Chedesh means today it's dark. Today is dark is by definition a Golos idea. It doesn't have a place in the Teda. In other words, every story in the Chumash is repeated three times. The Gemara says this. Everything in Teda is repeated three times. In Teda, in Nevi'im, and in Ksun. And on three different levels. The level of Teda, the level of Nevu, and the level of Ruch HaKedish. Three different times. Mocha HaKedish, the idea that today there's no light. And tomorrow there will be a light. doesn't say in the Chumash. It says only in the Nevi'im. Because that kind of darkness has no, that kind of Golos has no parallel in Teda Shabbat It's the only such case where you have a half Teda, which is Shleim Ein HaPash. You never understand why are we reading it? And what's the big deal about Machachedesh that we read it even though he doesn't have a Pash? This is the Rebbe's Kash. So the Rebbe continues and he says, What is about Machachedesh? Gam Tzorech Lahoven, the last three lines, the Kash is also, Look at the story. It's a beautiful story. It's a very dramatic story. The story in short is that Shaul wants to kill David. And David has an idea that Shaul is angry with him. But of course he has no idea Why? And he's also not sure. So he's afraid to show up in the palace, the Shred will kill him. But he's afraid not to show up in the palace, it's head of COVID. So he sends Yenis. Yenis and Shaul's son. Yenis and David are blood brothers. The Mishnah says, An unconditional love is the Abba of David and Yenis. And Yenis goes into Shaul Amelech to ascertain Shaul's intentions. So there's two days in Shchedish, which of course the Rishayim most stood him about. How could you have two days in Shchedish? Because Man Shemekach and Shchedish are pia deiim, but that's a different story. But there are two days in Shchedish. The Rasag brings a raya to Agvul the Svara 
that in the time of Bayis the Bechal were not Makadosh Achedish Apiyah the Iyah. They did a Chatchila based on the calendar. The Kiddush, the Sag holds Kiddush Achedish Apiyah the Iyah was based on the Tztukim. But actually, they made a Cheshbon. The main Cheshbon we make now, the Sag holds, they made it before the Tztukim. But okay, two days of Chedish. So Shal's quiet. Why? He thinks Mikir who built the Torah who killed the Torah. As time he became Tommy, and when Shal Amalech ate meat be Pashtus, it was a carbon. A carbon you can eat be Tumen. So he couldn't show up, so he skipped it. But comes the next day, it comes right in Isht. So David HaMalach's seat is empty, right? Your seat is going to be empty. And David turns to Yehannes and says, and where is where's Ben Yish? Where is he? So he gives an excuse. He had to go to Beis Lechem, to his family, and Shol gets furious. He says, you prefer Ben Yishai to your mother's uh, uh, offspring. And Shaul tries to kill his own son. Yenison runs away from the table, doesn't eat, and he knows the score. Double one, Shaul was killed. So he goes out into the field, and they made a simon. And the simon is very strange. You know what a simon is very strange? They made a signal to tell David what's going to happen, and then after he made the signal, they went and met and talked. So what's the point of making a signal if you're going to meet and talk? So this is one of the details of the story. I'm going to shoot arrows, and I'm going to tell the servant to go get him. If I tell the servant that the arrows are closer to me, then you could come. That means everything is But if I tell the servant the arrows are beyond him, then go. And of course, after the servant goes and collects the arrows, Yehoshua gives the servant his bow and says, here, go back into town, I'm coming soon. And then he goes to where David is hiding, they hug and they kiss, they say goodbye, they never see each other again. Yehoshua is killed in a subsequent battle. So the story of Shana Maisa, but the whole the stories of Tanakh make you nervous. What is the point of these stories? And what's the Torah in these stories? And that's the Torah because the two words Machachedish, you have a whole story with David and Yehudasin. Well, the story has nothing to do with anything. Just the two words. Today, this darkness, Tamar's Chedish justifies making such a big shturim. This is the Rebbe's Kash. The Tenet begins on page Ayin Aleph. I'm sorry to torture you. You need three pages. You need all three. Yeah, we finish with the first. Based on what we just said. And what did we just say? We just said, we just said that uh, Mashiach makes Tadikim do Tshuva. How does Mashiach make Tadikim do Tshuva? By revealing it on two levels. The lower level of Etzem makes regular Tadikim do Tshuva. They can have an Eime Kavra. The higher level of Etzem allows even a tzaddik like Meisha Rabbeinu to do tshuva because you magala etzem mamish cheshech itself goof and so forth. Says the Rebbe Pikol and Al Yuman. This explains inyan vayeimun leyehinus and ochachedish. Why the chachamim okeveya? That when the shchedish is on Sunday, the day before we say a haftera that does not have a simile, does not have a parallel in chumish, and nevertheless we emphasize mochachedish. And I'm repeating to you again. The Rebbe, one of the Rebbe's favorite haftedes, uh, my modem is Machachedish. We, we, in these years, have learned at least five or six Machachedish. If you said that the Rebbe said two dozen Machachedish over the source of his, course of his Nesiyas, I would say it's not a Guzman. You know, there's a Hayyam game where the Rebbe writes that each one of the Rabbeim had a Maimah that they would repeat always, every two or three years, and the purpose for the repetition was the Tairus Avid. And then the Friedrich Rebbe lists a Maimah from the Alter Rebbe, which the Alter Rebbe repeated, Kambam Bamim. A Maimah from the Middle Rebbe, which the Middle Rebbe repeated, Kambam Bamim. 
a maimon from the tzemach tzedek, which is tzemach tzedek repeated kama pamim, a maimon from the rebbe marash, and a maimon from the rebbe rashab. Which maimon the friedik rebbe, and which maimon the rebbe said the tired as we don't know, but we could see which maimon the rebbe constantly repeated, and one of the rebbe's favorites, bar none, no question about it, is machar chedish. Some would say pader b'sholem. There's a ton of pader b'sholems, um, but there's also a gavald mit machar chedish. You know what the Taich Mochachedish is? Tomorrow Mashiach is coming. That's a Taich. Not Mochachedish, tomorrow is Chedish. Mochachedish, tomorrow there's a new world. Mashiach is coming. New so it's a surprise that you read it. And is it a surprise that there ever cocks in it? The Hine Mochachedish, who? The idea tomorrow is Chedish means Indian Chedish Alavana, the renewal of the moon. Says the Rebbe Shubadugmas, Hagiluyan Diliyasid Lavi. It's reminiscent. Of the revelations, it's going to happen when you have this galus of Melech Hamashiach. like we say, Kiddush Levana and the bracha of Kiddush Levana, The light of the moon should be the same as the light of the sun. as it was in the seven days of creation. as the moon was before it was shrunk and diminished, and the moon was the same size as the sun. So this should be when Mashiach comes. Says the Rebbe, "Vezeu gamadia kaloshen machar chedish." Machar chedish doesn't mean tomorrow there's a new moon. Machar chedish means tomorrow Mashiach comes and there's a brand new world. Al derech maimed azal, like the Gemara says, "Hayein la says." Today we have to work. Ule machar lekapuslam. Tomorrow is Hebrew word. You see, when the Gemara wants to talk about Mashiach, how does the Gemara describe the times of Mashiach? Machar. Ki yishol chavincha machar. So the Rebbe always used to say, Rashi brings it, Mocha yesh Mocha liachazman. Tomorrow doesn't literally mean Friday, that Nches Kislev. Mocha means liachazman, in a long time from now. Mocha, tomorrow, that means when Mashiach comes, Chedesh is a newness. Everything we do before the coming of Mashiach, it's all like the day before the Chedesh. It's dark, and the moon is not shining, there's no moon at all, tomorrow it's going to be renewed. In other words, today, all of the avoid we do with Manazeh is like there's a no moon, and we know tomorrow there will be one. So all that we're doing is preparing for that renewal. Four lines from the bottom of page, And on this hang and depend all the revelations of the times of Mashiach. That's the pshat, tomorrow there'll be news, Mashiach will come that the fact think about this all the Haftaris have a parallel in the Tana in the Chumash right? except for this one why? so I gave you an explanation because it's too dark right? but according to what we're saying now the reason there's no parallel in the Chumash from Mochachedesh is because Mashiach reveals the godliness of darkness itself the godliness of darkness is even higher than the it's not in the Chumash because it's even higher than the Madregi of the Chumash and the Rebbe says, once you understand that the Taich Mochachedish doesn't mean tomorrow there's a new moon, but tomorrow there's going to be a revelation of Mashiach. And what is Mashiach? The Mahus of Mashiach is Merach Vidoyin, that he reveals Yechidim. The Pu'ula of Mashiach is also Lasovet Sadikai Bitayufto. Mashiach makes even Sadikim into Baile Chuva. Why? Because he reveals the, the godliness of darkness or the godliness of darkness itself. And 
this is the significance of this Haftarah. And then the Rebbe says, every detail of this story reflects the same. Yehinas and David represent the sun and the moon. And the arrows represent the presence of hunting and capturing sparks. So he says like this, You look at the story. Every detail of the story is consistent with this purpose. Yehinas is as David HaMelech. And like I said to you a minute before, Yehinas is like the sun, David is like the moon, and the Lavi, the moon becomes as big and then bigger than the sun itself. If the arrows are closer to me than you ran, right? Yehudson sends one of his servants out into the field. And says, I'm going to shoot arrows, you pick them up. And he screams to him, the arrows of the they're near to me, you went too far. Peace unto you, ain't dover, nothing is going to happen. I swear, my father doesn't want to kill you. But if, if Yehudson is going to scream to the servant, the arrows are beyond you. You have to keep chasing them. Leich go kishlocha chadeshem. The Eibush is sending you on a mission. Says the Rebbe Dehine. In yin yerias achitim adei akeshes. The shooting of these arrows by the bow made it indicates al klolus in yin avedes habirurim. The idea of separating and elevating and including in elokus the sparks of God. Now the last page, page I and B. Kimavur beisafas v'teira eh, like it says in Chasidus. Okay, now four lines on the top of the page. So the Rebbe explains, you pull back on a bow and you shoot an arrow, right? The further you want the arrow to go, the lower you have to pull down on the bow. So pulling down goes going to a lower level to reach a higher place. You pull more down on the bow, the arrow goes further. You don't pull as far, the arrow doesn't go as far. So the pulling down on the bow more means going to a lower level of this world in order to elevate sparks and raise them up. It says the Rebbe, four lines, from the top of Ayin Beis, if the arrows are closer to me than where you're standing, this means the work of elevating sparks is finished. And that's the meaning of the word Shalom. What does Shalom mean? Every spark has been put back in its appropriate place and everything is in order. And as a result, there's peace. I'm skipping a line. If we finished elevating all the sparks, we're ready for Mashiach. What's Mashiach Shabbos? However, if you lost the place, it's eight lines from the top of page I am base. If your heinousness is going to shout to the servant that the arrows are beyond you, go get them. Means that the work of elevating sparks not yet been achieved fully. And therefore, go. Why should you go? The Abishla has sent you down into this world. In other words, go and engage in elevating the sparks. If you're going to say, where are you going to draw strength to elevate the sparks? Is the Tedet Kishlach Havaya? The Eibushter is sending you on this mission. You're not doing this on your own power. This is a mission of our Kaddish Baruch Hu because everything we do is the mission of our Kaddish Baruch Hu and do the mission. Okay, now I'm skipping one line. So the story is: David is the moon, Yehinasen is the sun. It's dark. Mashiach has not yet come. And Yehinasen is going to... Re- 
inform David HaMelech whether it's the time for Mashiach. If it's the time for Mashiach, come on in, this is David HaMelech's senior. What does Mashiach mean that Birurim are finished? What does, Mashiach, what does it mean Mashiach has not yet come? Birurim is not finished yet. So Yairuzin gives them the signal to inform him whether we're ready for Mashiach or not. You see where the 14 is? At the end of that line. This idea, whether the job of elevate, separating and elevating and including sparks and other is complete. And that's also part of the story. Shalomelech has a meal, and Yairuzin participates in this meal. And at the meal, Yenison determines, ascertains, no, the Birurim are not finished. Why do you have to find out from Sha'alam Melech? Jewish people given three mitzvahs on their entry to Eretz Yisrael. The first one is, Mini Melech, to make a king. And the second one is, Mechiyazari Shalamolech, to destroy all the enemies of the Jewish people that are represented by Yamalek. And the third mitzvah is, building the base of Mikdash. And they're done, dafke in that order. First you have a king, and the first function of a king is to protect the Jewish people physically, which is getting rid of the enemies. And the second function of the king is after you protect the people physically, you have to strengthen the Yidin spiritually, which is also the job of a melech, which is binyan beisabchir. So Yenison comes to Tshol to find out where we're holding. Tshol was the first king. He's the first king. So now Yehannes is coming to show to determine whether we're ready for the union of Mashiach. But wait, between making a king and Mashiach, you have to defeat enemies. totally erased the seed of Amalek. Shaul would have been the one to build the base Hamikdash. And building the base of Mikdash under those conditions would have been Mashiach. If you kill out Amalek completely, you're ready for Mashiach. <coughs> and of course, as the story goes, Shaul did not kill out Amalek. He left over Agog. And Agog managed to uh, bring into possibility the child that would be the antecedent, that would be the predecessor, the Zaydin of Haman Arasha. And as they say in the real world, the rest is history. So this entire story is a spiritual conversation. Ma'achar Chedish, tomorrow's Mashiach is coming. But it's tomorrow, tomorrow, is tomorrow in a month from now. So Yenison says, I'll find out from my father, and I'll let you know. My father is the Melech. If he has completed with erasing Amalek, completely we're ready for Mashiach. And then he sends him the arrows and says, the arrows are beyond, are closer to me than the servant, means Birudim is finished. The arrows are beyond the servant, means that the Birudim is not finished. And of course, we know what happens. Yenison shoots the arrows way over the head of the servant. He says, go get him. And the servant collects the arrows. And then Yenison goes and meets David. Because the symbolism of the arrows was not just a signal. It was an Indian Pnimi. It was an Indian Nevu. And therefore, although Yenison was going to personally see off David HaMelech, he had to first use the signal of the arrows. But there's one more detail. And this detail is fascinating. When you need to make a signal to bring out the union of Mashiach, yes Mashiach and no Mashiach, you use arrows. But the arrows are shot from a bow. So the arrow represents Birurim, you have to go and you have to capture. But the bow reminds us of something else. 
of a rainbow. Now, simple question, rainbow, good omen or bad omen? We always learn good, yeah? But here the Rebbe is going to explain a very interesting thing. The rainbow bepashtus means Abish wants to make a marble. The Abish wants to make a marble. And instead of making a marble, he shows us a keshes. So the Rebbe brings a zayal that explains there's two kinds of keshes. You know that there's a day that holds also the estakel bekeshes. You don't have to look at a rainbow. And there's an idea that a keshes, show, a rainbow shows on the opposite of Achtes Hashem. But listen to this. Page I in Beis, eight lines in the bottom. The Hine Isa Bezeya the Zeya says, Lay Tetzape Leragle the Meshich. Do never anticipate the feet of Meshich to Kenu. Are the Yichazi High Keshes Biyam until you see a rainbow in the world. Miskashta, which is beautified by Gavna Nehidin with colors that are bright. Ukidain and then Sape Lay the Meshich. When you see the rainbow. And the colors are nifidin, are shining, wait for the feet of Mashiach. So there's a couple of points here. Number one, it's not Mashiach, it's the feet of Mashiach. Number two, it's not an ordinary rainbow, it's a rainbow that's bright. So the Rebbe brings the conflicting Everybody knows what a rainbow is, it's a signal that there shouldn't be a mabu. And Shatzeder Basimans and the very need for a rainbow in your built it's a bad thing. About himself, one of the things that makes a Shimbayachoy special is that during his lifetime there was no rainbow. Says that ever if a rainbow means I want to destroy the world and I'm not going to, how could a rainbow be a symbol for Mashiach? What's the connection between a rainbow and Mashiach's feet? So the Rebbe says, Trey Gavna Keshes. The Tenet is as follows. Ach inyanu. Shadiyaku be inyana Keshes. Be Gavnin be Hidin There's a regular rainbow which has colors. And what does the colors of a rainbow mean? You took the white light and you split it up. So now you have less. You have less. Because each color is only one wavelength. There's only one color. And more importantly, the Eirag Eil Kulana. The glue which makes all the colors to be one. And white, as it's explained in Hasidus is altogether gone. So then the rainbow is a bad symbol. But the Mashiach comes to also be a rainbow of many colors, but it's begavin in the heathen. The colors of the rainbow are not going to hide the white light, they're going to bring it forward. That the rainbow has bright colors. explains it. I did not look the Tzamach up, and I probably should have. And probably, I should not even say probably, I certainly should have. So I'm going to tell you what I think. And of course, it's very bad to say what you think when, first of all, Bechal, you're not supposed to say what you think, especially since the Rebbe says what he thinks. Colors are usually less than white light. The keshes of Mashiach is the colors that reveal the white light. Normally, each color is only a part of the greater light. So the combination of all the different colors, which are supposed to add up to the white light, but how they're divided is considered a bad omen. Then there's a the concept of a keshes, which although you have different colors, they reveal through the colors the white light itself. To use fancy language, it's called edus mitziyot. When you have a cloud that diffracts the light into colors, but it diffracts the light into colors in such a way that in each color the white light still exists. 
That's the pshat, the dark itself is shining. Because this means the cloud itself is causing the many colors, but not the many colors that they're diminished, but the many colors that reveal the pshitos. The dogmas are gilded, yasod lover, like when Mashiach comes, shalayla kayen yod, night is going to shine like day. The Rebbe says there's three things there's white light, there's colored light, and there's a cloud. The white light represents Ain Sof. The colors represent Gvul. What changes it from Ain Sof to Gvul? A cloud. So the cloud is a darkness. What does it mean the cloud is a darkness? Because of the cloud, the colors are less than the white light. What happens if the cloud makes the white light into colors, but each color is still carrying the atmos? This is all metaphor, it's all much. So in that case, the Rebbe says, the cloud is adding something to the light, not taking it away. Light by itself could either be white or colors. And if it's colors, it's less. The cloud gives light, and on the one hand, there should be different colors. That means different spheres. And at the same time, every color should carry the etzim. That koyach comes not from the light from before, it comes from the cloud itself. So Mashiach represents the choyshech, the darkness, that allows for a light to be revealed that's limited and still represents the ain't safe. That's how we understand it. V'lachain therefore, kad yizchazi keshes When you don't see a regular rainbow, but an extraordinary rainbow, a rainbow where although you have colors, it's bright like white light, azai, so then, the feet of Mashiach are upon you. So the Rebbe is saying that in the story of Yeris Nendavid, the arrows represent Birurim. The rainbow represents Mashiach himself. Why? Because the rainbow means, you see the parallel is a bow. You have a bow and arrows, right? You know what a bow means? Yeah, a bow and arrows. Yeah. The bow is a muscle for the, for the rainbow. And the significance of the bow being a muscle for a rainbow that although you have different colors, the colors are not covering over the etzem, they're revealing the etzem because the cloud is shining. And then he continues, on the Madiq, but the top of the of Mashiach. Even that's on the feet of Mashiach. Mashiach is even higher than this special rainbow. The darkness itself should shine, which is even higher than how colored lights are revealing the white light. When you have a rainbow with different colors, but these different colors reveal the bright light of Achtos, after all, what you're seeing is the light that comes from before the cloud. On the feet of Mashiach, Mashiach himself is the light of the cloud itself. So that was adding a fourth idea. You have the sun's light, you have the colors of the rainbow, and you have how the cloud changes it from white to color, and you have the revelation of the darkness itself, which is the cloud itself which is the highest madrega. I'm sorry, I'm not explaining it, but you're going to have to be satisfied with that. And then the Rebbe finishes. How does that Tehra finish? Yenison tells David, it's not time for Mashiach yet. Machar Chedesh. Tomorrow Mashiach is going to come. So today, you got to go back to work. And he sends him off. Now Yenison represents Havvaya. Yenison represents the sun. David represents the kid. David represents the moon. So it says in the Pasuk, Vayishku ish esri'ehu vayifku. They kissed each other. Vayishku ish esri'ehu, they cried with one another. At David Higdal, for David stopped. But Higdal does not mean to stop. Higdal means to increase. Taich is chasidah, at David Higdal, until David becomes greater than Yehinus. Until the moon becomes greater than the sun. Until darkness becomes greater than light. Yehinus, the son of Shaul, is the idea of being of understanding, which is Shaul, and not which is Vin. 
three lines from the end of the Maimah, Mashenkin, David, what is David HaMelech? Malchus, the moon. In Yonehu, his ideas, Heikim Eila Shal Teira, he adds Kabbalah sale to Teira, Heikim Eila Shal Tshuva, he adds Kabbalah sale to Tshuva, Kabbalah sale Dafka, which is Bittal, which is Malchus. So right now, the moon is much lower than the sun. But when Mashiach comes, Ad David Higdil, the moon becomes greater than the sun. Kabbalah's hell becomes higher than Giluyim. Actually, there'll be a revelation of Higdil, Hifli Avaye. It should be great and wondrous. What the Abish does, and it should be Dafka Ba'aretz. In other words, Gili Ahelamahat, revelation of the Abish to himself, and then it finishes the Mehidim Yamin. Quite a trip, quite a mime. But this is, the, this is the end of the mime. I, for the, the primary reason I wanted to learn the end is because of this. The Rebbe is teaching us that there's two kinds of, cla- of rainbows. A regular rainbow is a shine on not a good thing. A special rainbow is a sign of the Elam Mashiach. But it's still not Mashiach. Because after all, it's the sun's light. Mashiach Mamesh is the light of the cloud itself. Okay, so the next time we'll learn the Maimed. We're going to go back to Mem Gimel. We're going to learn the Maimed of Pashas Vayetzeh. Okay?